morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock and I am your host at this time, Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nahum Seagull Network. Ah, It's been a week, let me tell you. It's been a week, even though we had Memorial Day Monday, which uh, did my usual Monday morning show and then went home. Uh, I don't know. Just feels like it's been a week. Stuff going on and whatnot. Thank God. Thank God. All is well. All right. Let's uh, let's you know get right to it. I actually have two things I kind of wanted to talk about in my opener. First, speaking of Memorial Day, I'm curious how you would have handled this situation. So I came to work here on Monday to do my show, and I usually travel by subway. And when I went to the subway in the morning. Uh, it said there are no A trains running until Tuesday. Fine. So what I had to do, and I was kind of banking on the subway. There was really no other alternate route. I could, you know, switch a train and go to a bus and whatever. I was gonna, I was gonna get there too late, and it was gonna be too risky. I said, you know what? Let me go and um, Uber pools. I took an Uber pool. It was like eight bucks. Phenomenal. Great. Get down to the studio. Do my show. On my way back. You know, an Uber pool, for those of you not familiar, it's it's kind of ride-sharing. So there's a chance when you're going from point A to point B, you're going to pick up one or two people. Similar routes, whatever, so it's not crazy out of the way, but it's going to add 10, 15, 20 minutes. But for me, I mean, that's worth it. You know, instead of, instead of $30, $40, it's 8 bucks like all day. I'll, I'll wait another 20, 30 minutes. I'm driving already, so I'm comfortable and whatnot. Um, so I Uber pool relatively frequently. And then on the way back, I decide, you know, it's it's about, uh, I'll tell you exactly what time it is. It's about 12.45. I'll Uber pool back. Let me see how much it is. Again, seven seventy five instead of 30 bucks. No brainer. Get in the Uber pool. And I should have known from the get-go it was going to be a little interesting because I get, you know, the it's an Uber pool and the guy's finishing his ride literally like like um, right by the studio over here. And it tells me to, to, to walk like a block farther and and away from the car even though like it's closer to the studio for me to just stay in the studio and just wait for him because he's dropping off right here a different guy so whatever i kind of walk to that place and i see the uber driver pick dropping off the other guy and one minute two minutes and he's just sitting there so then you know i'm like forget it let me just walk towards him and he's having this conversation with this guy he's about to drop off a professional chess player great no problem like i don't mind like i'm in no rush great after like literally four minutes of just sitting there i say you know what let me let me go to the let me like introduce myself to the car say hey I'm, I'm the next guy so i you know i go there i say hey like i'm the next guy he's like oh yeah come in and then they, the other people i didn't mean to interrupt their conversation but fine they they end up they 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 leave they bid adieu and i get into the uber and and we're driving and we get on the fdr and anyone knows fdr um grand street you know the studio basically right here all the way to the um heights you're just taking fdr to the harlem river great um so we get on the FDR, and then he exits, like, literally, I think, like, like 15th, 14th Street, whatever it is, something early, early on. I figure, okay, maybe there's another Uber rider. Normal, fine. I check the Uber app. There's no, there's nothing. Maybe there's, like, traffic or something. Memorial Day, I'm figuring. Not really, but you never know. Maybe there's an accident. I check uh, Google Maps ways. and say, no, he should be going back on. So, you know, I, I'm not one to speak up. In these situations, I don't know. I kind of get uncomfortable, but I, I say, you know what? Let me let me say something. I say, what, like, what's the deal? Why are we taking the streets? And the Uber driver goes, well, you know, when when I'm on the the highway, sometimes if I get another, first of all, it, it's not often where I get another pickup because, um, it's not often I get another pickup because they, uh, 
for for whatever reason he thinks the technology in in the Uber pool it, it won't pick up because he's on the highway he's going too fast and it just it's going to skip over. I was like, all right, I'm not totally sure that's true because I've been in plenty of Uber pools on the highway, and they have and they pick up other people. And then he says, and then so so you know I say fine, whatever. This is his part, so I get it. Um, but literally from there all the way to the heights, we never get back on the highway. And we're just winding through streets. Instead of getting back at 120, I get back at 150, I think, 147. Which, you know, at the end of the day, I wasn't doing anything. I wanted to watch the Astros-Yankee game. So I missed 20 to 30 minutes of the game. Um, annoying. But we literally took the streets the whole way and did not pick up anyone. So I'm wondering, like, do, do I report this to Uber or not? Like, it, it was a really annoying inconvenience, if we're being honest. Because um, I did want to watch this game, but then again, it's a game, and this is this guy's pronussa, like another. And it, it, I'm talking about seven bucks. So how much could he be even making on it? I don't know. So I'm really conflicted on how to handle that, and that's that. So I'm curious to to hear what you have to say about it. The other thing uh, comes from the the basketball game where my team lost on on Wednesday on I'm geez Wednesday on Monday, um, which is part of why I'm a little bummed. But really, I'm I'm I'm, I'm pulling through. I promise. Um, but I I thought there was a, a very interesting quote. Made by uh, Steph Curry, one of the Golden. If you're not familiar with him, he's one of the one of the best players in the NBA. Um, had a phenomenal game, and really the whole series, he's, he's somewhat struggled. Um, so I want you to hear what he had to say. Um, they say two basketballs can fit inside the hoop at one time. That's kind of how big they are. And for some reason, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> eventually, uh, kept shooting the same shots, and they go in. So um, sound like a broken record, but I never lose confidence in myself. <laughs> Um, almost have a sense of like amnesia. When you get out there, if you have a shot, take it. Don't even worry about worry about what's happened up to up until that point. That's Steph Curry talking about his shooting, and and what I find you know interesting is, and he's talking about the sport of basketball, how he's so confident that any shot he takes, he thinks he's going to go in. He doesn't, you know, just because the, the 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 play before was a poor result doesn't mean the decision was poor. You know, he's one of the best of all time when it just comes to pure shooting, and he just constantly shoots. And I, I just, I think it's it's an important message uh, in life in general where, where you know, basically he's, he never loses confidence, confidence in himself. And I think a lot of just people in general, um, attitude towards life uh, could just be changed. Their daily their daily thought process and everything could just be changed with, with, a, with a simple confidence um, check. You know, you just have to be confident in what you do in life. And sometimes... A, a, a poor result will, will change that confidence. But if, if the decision was right to begin with, just because there's a poor result this time doesn't mean there's going to be a poor result the next time. And it, it doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Yeah, the result might have been not what you wanted. It might have been a poor result. But you have to be able to forget that poor result because deep down you know that the decision was right. And hopefully the next time and the next time and the next time You'll get the right result, but just confidence. I, 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 you know, I find it with myself. You know, early on in, in let's say my high school years, um, you know, it was a lot of it. Just I just wasn't confident in myself, and uh, whenever that changed, maybe in Israel or or early early years of YU, just just having confidence in myself that I'm, that I am, you know, a good guy, a great person, and and uh, you know, my decision making is strong, and it, it just it, it's a totally new outlook for me. Um, you know, now I'm, I'm several years into it. It, it just it, it makes me enjoy life more, makes me a much more positive, happier person. Uh, just having having that confidence in myself, and yeah, things go wrong sometimes. But I know that you know I I did the right thing just because something bad happened because of it. If if you know I think I did it right, 
I'm gonna do it again and again and again until uh until I yeah, I don't even know until what because you know just confidence 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 I really think that that's um, such a big big factor in, in a person's happiness and a person's you know even thought process you know don't worry about the positive about the negative possible result you know just have confidence in yourself it's going to work out and I promise you uh, things are going to get better for you so you know I'm not one that's I you know I I feel like I, I say this often I'm not one for these uh, motivational things but then I do it time and time again and then it's like wow I'm just about that I I, I happen to be you know I I. I don't want to say read a lot of things, but I watch a lot of videos and whatnot. Um, and I find it to be effective. And what works for me may not work for others, and I understand that. But it works for me. I figured I'd share. And if it could affect just one person, hey, it's worth it, even to the hundreds of other people that may seem like I'm crazy. All right. I, the truth is I am kind of crazy, but is what it is. All right. Let's talk about what's on this week's show. How's that for an interesting opener? Let's talk about this week's show at 9.30 a.m., Joanna Shepson is scheduled to join the program. She'll be interviewing Devorah Katz from Pop Bamelach Efrat. That'll be again at 9.30 a.m. or so. And then Tova Kanak joins the program at 10 a.m. as she interviews Adina Mark from A to Z Events Israel. Again, Joanna Shepson, 9.30 with Devorah Katz, Pop Bamelach Efrat. And then Tova Kanak at 10 a.m., Eastern with Adina Mark of A to Z Events Israel. Otherwise, plenty of music before and after, and we'll see if we can get Miriam here for the segment that has no name that ends the show. And then after the show, it's the Wednesday Live Lunch with Avrami Finkelstein. But for now, plenty of music, and we start things off with Mahapecha Shel Simchan this Wednesday on Bite Size right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Shamati Oh, I feel that I'm here. 
לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך. כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה אני מאמין בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם הכוח של כולם שומע את קולי אני מאמין בניסים אני יודע שיש אלוקים והוא בורא עולם הכוח של כולם, ישלח לי את הנס, ישלח לי את הנס שלי, יאללה! תן חיוך, בן אדם, יש לי סיב כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה. תן חיוך בן אדם, יש לי סיב כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה.
bottom of the hour here, back on Bite Size. And it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Devorah Katz from Papa Melech Afrat, right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. So I get really excited about all my interviews, but this one is like, to me, very, very special because I am coming back to interview someone that we already interviewed once at the beginning of our Bite Size series, um, Devorah Katz from Pat Bamelach, but this time we're in a new location. Hi, Devorah. How are you? Joey, I am great. How are you? It is fun to be in a new location, isn't it? Yeah. So now you need to tell us a bit about what's been going on with Pat Bamelach workshops and how you've grown so much and why I'm here having the most delicious lunch that I've had in weeks. Well, first of all, you're here having a delicious lunch because I love you, and I will always feed you delicious lunches. Um, yes, we have expanded. We still have our first space, and that's where our workshops are going to happen on Kibbutz Rosh Tzurim. It's still gorgeous, and we love it, and we love that we started there, so we're going to continue there for workshops. But in order to get our breads out and further out to Yerushalayim, around the country, hopefully, baby steps, uh, we bought a factory, and attached to that factory is a fantastic restaurant and a second store. So we're in Rosh Tzarim, and now we're also in Efrat. And which neighborhood are we in now in Efrat? Um, Such a great question. I want to say the word Rimon or Geffen. We're at the southern entrance to Efrat. So a lot of people, certainly a lot of people listening to the radio show are familiar with the Zayat because when you have all your goodbye parties for people moving (laughs) here, chances are they're moving to the Zayat. So we're in the older neighborhoods. We're in one of the first neighborhoods. And um, it's a little bit off to the side, meaning it's not on Main Street. So it's a bit, a little more secluded, a little more space around it. And um, that's it. We've sort of landed here. There's lots of great parking and beautiful views of the Jerusalem Hill, of the Gush Etzion Hills. Um, before we get on to some of the other stuff you're doing, because you're, I, I follow you on Facebook and on Instagram, and like every day there's something new going on. Um, tell me a little bit about the menu and the type of food people can expect when they come here, because it is not your typical, you know, breakfast place. It's incredible. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with our amazing chef. But one of the things that we did is we had a month to sort of play with the menu. And we wanted to showcase our bread. So not every... Not every menu item has bread, but a lot of things will showcase it. So we've got a lot of great sandwiches on spelt, on spelt sticks, on healthier breads, and on less healthy breads, but all of them are sourdoughs. Um, we also have soups and salads, um, things for the kids, pizza, french fries. We tried to stay away, but listen, there's just a certain amount that you need to have. Um, but again, we a little bit healthier and a little more creative. That's what we're after. And for those people who actually live in Jerusalem or live in, in Gosh Etzion, you also sell like pizza dough. So I could come in here, buy my pizza dough, go home, tell my kids, look what I did today while you were at school. And now we're going to make fresh pizza yes. and impress them. <laughs> I do have to say that one of the fun things about living in Israel is that it really at this point like it's, it's so enjoyable so really beneath us is the CrossFit studio and a spinning studio so we have a lot of people who will come from spinning to get their fruit shake and then pick up their pizza dough and then meet friends for lunch it really is this all-inclusive area and yeah we'll do slider buns so you can make hot dogs or hamburgers and we'll do pizza doughs and we take home soups and on weekends we'll have quiches so we're really trying to make sure that you're getting a healthy brand of food into your house. And what about challahs, the classic? 
The classics are here. There is a little bit of a twist on a challah. We do have standard challahs, but we've started doing pull-apart challahs, and that is in no small part to my uncle from Brooklyn who was like, do a pull-apart challah. And those have seemed to become a little bit of our popular item. Um, We'll do it with seeds or with like a sweet topping. Um, So yeah, meaning on a Friday, we're very busy, which is great. And we're doing the standards, and then we're doing a twist on a standard. Our chefs are always thinking and always developing. So one of the other things that I love about it is I walked in and I knew like all the different customers from different parts of my life. There was someone I had gone to college with and someone I had gone to camp with. And now I'm meeting my sister-in-law and my new nephew here. So this has become a hub in Efrat for sure. Um, Tell me also a little bit about the music and the music events that you're doing. Sure. So again, I would like to take credit for everything amazing, but the credit goes to Jeremy Brody, a friend and neighbor of ours, who really is very um, in tune, if that's a pun, I'm sorry, (laughs) um, in tune with the local music scene, something that I am not. And he has the ability to convince these amazing, amazing artists, one, to drop their prices for us, and also to come out to the gush. So we're starting our second year of summer music series, and we're starting with Yonina. And we sold out within four days, and two of those days were Shabbat and Shavuot, where we got no orders. So it seems like we're really meeting a need. We're putting Gush on the map. People are coming out. People come out, listen to great music. We serve them some great food. And you're right. It became a nice hub. We find, even in the workshops, we'll have college roommates reunite that didn't realize that they were both coming to the same workshop, haven't seen each other in 20 years. Next week, David and I are invited to a wedding of a couple that met at one of our workshops and are getting married. Yes, it's completely adorable. Um, Yeah, meaning it's just wonderful. It seems like a very nice place to meet people and to see people that you already knew. So it's it's really true that Pat Bamelach has been very involved in putting Gush Etzion on the map for tourism. There's so many great activities you can do out here. Um, also, through Fun in Jerusalem, very often people are booking the, the bread workshops and the pretzel workshops. And um, tell us a little bit, just for anyone who's listening who hasn't been to a workshop, the connection to biblical history and Judaism or, or the state of or the land of Israel also. Um, Sure. So the truth of the matter is, this is all David's, my husband's forte. He really has connected, and he's been running hands-on workshops for so many years. And when his interest sort of veered into the world of bread, he started looking back to understand where bread is found in Tanakh. And really, the earliest place is probably in the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim. The bread that didn't have time to rise was probably a sourdough bread. So we really are returning to our roots with this type of bread, and it really has strong connections, first of all, to Tanakh, but also to the story of the land of Israel, what we're planting now, what we're harvesting now. So it's really an exciting time to be involved with it. So I get to see a lot of the reservation requests that come in for Fun in Jerusalem, through Fun in Jerusalem, and Pat Bamelach books up really, really quickly. So what I would tell you is if you're coming this summer, you want to come and do a workshop June, July, August, or even Sukkot, you should... They're already, I'm sure. So you, you've got to send an email to pat, P-A-T, at funinjerusalem.com, and that comes through to Devorah. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners? I guess I would say that one of the things that we get to do this summer, which is very fun for us, is that we get to offer workshop goers a 10% discount on lunch here. So when they finish the workshop there, they just drive five minutes out to Efrat. They can order the lunch in advance. They can order takeaway lunches if they're just continuing on their way. And that there's a 10% discount with that. Also for fun in Jerusalem, because we love Joey. <laughs> also, I should say that, like, I know... 
it sounds like I'm putting this on, but I am not. Devorah is just such a cool marketer. So I walk in here, and there are T-shirts that my kids are dying to have. I just picked up a T-shirt for my son that says, worth benching for. Um, there's all kinds of merchandise, cups. Um, yeah, one of the things that we do now, first of all, the shout-out goes to Studio Dove Abramson in Jerusalem. They have marketed this place to a T. It's fantastic. Uh, one of the things that we're doing now is we're opening up, because we have more space here, we're doing bat mitzvahs here, bar mitzvahs here, simchat bat, bris is here. And so we have a whole line of merchandise that's being prepared for that. So you can have the bat mitzvah apron that we do. Oh, um, yeah, it's so cute. Maybe how, how, many people, how many people can you fit here? I can fit about 150 people in my store in Efrat and probably about 50 people comfortably in, um, in Rosh Tzurim. That's great. Yeah, I saw your brisk menu. It looked delicious. Amazing. Um, so for anyone, I'll just repeat, again, anyone who wants to reach Devorah, find out about workshops, musical events, come to the cafe. Um, private events. Private events. Then email pat, P-A-T, at funinjerusalem.com. And uh, I'm going to tell you, Yoni, next time you come to Israel, this has to be on your itinerary. Agreed, Yoni. We can't wait to meet you. All right. Now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Devorah Katz of Pop and Melech of FunInJerusalem.com, Fun in Jerusalem on Facebook for Joanna Shepson, where you can find, like I always say, all the cool things to do in Israel, whether it's in the summer, whether it's in the winter, for a bar bat mitzvah, for a birthday party, for a random day. Joanna Shepson is the person you want to contact. FunInJerusalem.com or Fun in Jerusalem on Facebook. More coming up on Bite Size, including Tova Knech's interview at 10 a.m., with Adina Mark from A to Z Events Israel. But for now, more music, again, right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network.
the world makeover. Mashiach will come take over. You ain't gotta be me or see what I see. All you gotta do is take a look forward. Lift up your eye to the sky. Spread out your hands. Say thank you. Smile. Get them up. Put them up. Leave them up. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. Pump up the value every day. Stand in place. Heart racing. No words to say. Pressure building. Trying to hold my face. Mind drifting like not today. Wake up from everything. Break out your shell and scream. Ha shim. You're the king. Ha shim. You're the king. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch, Le'olam Vareh. Hashem Elech, Hashem Alach, Hashem Imloch.
توی دالش بار ای زایی خیل زایی خیل دواری مربی ای کال و ای سک توی رالش بار ای زایی خیل زایی خیل دواری مربی ای کال و ای سک توی رالش بار
Two here on Bite Size, and it's time for Tova Connects interview with Adina Mark of A to Z Events Israel, right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. 
Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting in the beautiful Jerusalem outside. You might hear the cars passing by with the beautiful, talented Adina Mark of A to Z Events Israel. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So you have an incredible story. You have an incredible business, and I want the audience to really learn who you are and uh, okay. hear what you do. So before we get into A to Z Events, you're the founder and owner of it. Yes. Before we get into it, where are you from? How did you get to Israel? Mm, okay, so I'm originally from Woodmere, New York, in Long Island. And in 2004, we made Aliyah. Yeah. The trigger for Aliyah was unfortunately um, not, you know, uh, was unfortunately a tragedy where my mother was murdered in a terrorist attack in 2001. Um, she had moved here in the height of the Intifada. But the good thing that came out of it, a lot of good things came out of it, believe it or not, and one of them is that it really triggered our spark for Aliyah. We really wanted to be here, raise our family here, live our life here. And so we moved in 2004, and shortly after that, a few years after that, I started my business of event planning, specializing for people coming from abroad, from all over the world, including the United States, New York, and the whole tri-state area, but also really Australia, Europe, South America, everywhere. So your target audience is really people that are tourists, people that right. don't live in Israel right. and want to make a simcha in Israel. Right. So they must want to make a simcha in Israel. Why do you think that people decide to do that? Wow, what a question. I mean, you know, it's like for a lot of people, it's their dream come true. Um, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience or once-in-a-lifetime trip that they bring their family, bring their friends, and celebrate their bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah or wedding in Israel, in the Holy Land, from all different religious backgrounds and levels of religion. But really, it's like a dream come true for most people. For some people, they consider Israel a second home. They travel here very often. And so for them, it's very, very, even, you know, the same meaningful uh, reason, but on a different level. It's probably very natural for them then. Right. Right. For some people, it's like this once-in-a-lifetime trip. And for some people, it's just a very natural progression of their, you know, regular visits to Israel. It's a natural thing for them to want to celebrate their simcha here. Have you ever seen anybody that made a simcha here that ended up making aliyah? Yeah. We, there was a grandmother of the bar mitzvah boy. She was in her 80s, in Are her late serious? 80s. For, yeah, for real. Wow. For real. And she hadn't been to Israel in, I don't remember, but like 20, 30 years. And she came just for her grandson's bar mitzvah. And she made aliyah. It was very, very, very emotional. Yeah. That's amazing. amazing. So it could start out people just living in Chutzlaret, want to make a simcha here, and the next thing they know, they're on the next Nefesh Penefesh flight. To, right. Uh, right. To, We're to triggering here. sparks all over the world. And that's amazing. Yeah. What are some amazing locations that you, uh, you've done parties in? So the beauty of Israel is that there's so many locations um, that are beautiful and also meaningful. You can go to the ruins of Kisaria. Um, to the beach in Herzliya, to the old city view of Jerusalem, and you know even to the desert, the Judean desert. So many beautiful locations, all of them meaningful, all different, and and you know whatever works for you. The, nothing, it won't not be beautiful. Okay, so people are sitting listening to this interview right now, and they're thinking, oh, I didn't think about making a simcha in Israel. Maybe uh, that's a great idea. So what are some tips for them to get started with thinking if it would be appropriate for their family? Right. So, you know, first of all, to, to think about their budget, if it works in their budget, because you have to take into account flights and, and accommodations. And then you have to think about the immediate family, grandparents, and all the special people and, and that you really want to be there and make sure that they can be there, or to decide that it's okay if they're not there. But to plan it in advance is, you know, the best way to ensure that all your family, your loved ones, and your friends 
from wherever you live that they can make their arrangements to come to Israel for the Simcha. They need, everyone needs advance notice for work and for school and for travel and to get the best pricing on tickets. So advance planning, definitely the number one thing. You know, decide as early as you can. And also, thank God, Israel is a very, very um, busy destination place for, for doing Simcha. So, you know, you want to make sure that you get the place that you want. You want to get that view of the old city. You want to get the beach in Herzliya. And you want to make sure that it's booked for the day that you want so that you got it. You have the date and everybody knows where to go. <laughs> Another tip that I like to tell people is, you know, you have to remember um, Israel's not a, a, a branch of New York or New Jersey or Hollywood or LA, right? It's a totally different country, there's a different culture and there's different ways of doing things. So a big tip that I have for people when they're coming to do their simcha here is to be prepared. Things are different. It's not exactly <laughs> like at home. Yeah. You know, we do things a, a little bit differently here. It's not bad. It's not a better or worse. It's not a competition, but definitely like be prepared for a different culture and a different way of doing things. So they should have a little bit of patience. Yeah. And uh, but really just enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. That's for sure. Enjoy the moment. Do it. You know, do it so that it works for you, for your family, for the bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah child or for the couple if it's a wedding. Right. Um, you know, it's all about enjoying the simcha. It can turn into a very, very stre stressful experience and very daunting experience when you think about how on earth am I going to plan my simcha from abroad. But really the, the idea is, especially if you have an event planner and there's others out there like me, we're all great, we're all good at what we do. I know at Baruch Hashem, I have so many friends that yeah. do what you do and everybody yeah. has a different style. Exactly. We're all good at what we do and everyone's right for someone. And, you know, that's like a great way of knowing that you're in good hands. And it's a great way of knowing that you could, you know, enjoy the simcha and that your guests will enjoy. I, I feel bad for people when I see that they come here and they're with like, you know, piles and, and lists of paper and pens and phone numbers and all kinds of things that they have to deal with when they get here and they can't really enjoy it. Like, number one is enjoy. Right. It's funny because I made a simcha here. It was difficult, you know, and I remember I met with you. Right. You know, you, you were so amazing. You right. said, Tova, let's just talk this through. <laughs> right. You know? Right. And but really I can't even imagine having done everything I did here on my own right. all the way from across you know, right. across the world. Listen, there's a lot of uh, obstacles. There's the language obstacle, there's a the time difference obstacle, there's the again that unknown different way of doing things and yeah, it's really helpful to have someone who's guiding you and directing you that you trust and that takes takes it on for you so that you could enjoy and that you know that you're you're in good hands and everything's being done the right way. It's it's it, it can be daunting, but it also can be amazing and enjoyable, and it's for sure the most memorable, beautiful experience. You know, to imagine your, your son or your daughter in the old city of Jerusalem at the Kotel. I mean, you know, what gets more emotional than that? Well, you just made, well, let me, maybe, you just made a wedding. I did. Your first? My first, my daughter, yeah. Wow, so that must have been very emotional. It was. It was beautiful, emotional. And did you use a lot of your... Yeah, listen, I had to be, uh, I had to like juggle my hats, you know, the mother of the bride hat <laughs> and the mother of all the other kids hats and the, and the event planning hat. So I had to do a lot of juggling and at the end of the day, I really made sure that I enjoyed it. And at some point I did hand it over to another colleague of mine, event planner, I said <laughs> to her, here's what I put, what I did, now you take it on from here. I need to be the mother of the bride and I need to enjoy. That's the main thing. Wow. Yeah, and I'm sure it was beautiful. I saw pictures. Well, thanks. Gorgeous. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to design and, and styles and looks and even the location, so, you know, everything is subjective. Everybody has their opinion of what looks beautiful and what's great. I have modern, I have 
traditional, I have colorful, I have monochrome, like really everyone, you know, has their own thing. So they're really all beautiful. Um, but really what I love is the emotional aspect of people when they come to Israel, when they celebrate a Simcha in Israel, there's so much emotion involved. I had a bar mitzvah boy whose family came. It was the first time for many, many of their guests and family coming to Israel. There was just nonstop tears, you know, during the whole, um, when he was called up to the Torah and at the party and in the dancing and in the, um, and, uh, you know, even in the touring, uh, going to see different places and all their new experiences. Every single thing was emotional and meaningful. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you're seeing it through someone else's eyes. You know, we take it for granted living here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, like, really. It's amazing that you get to experience that. It really is. It really, it's like, I really see it as my way of, um, let's talk about, like, BDS, right? Like, you know, like, anti-BDS. Like, I bring people to Israel. I show them a, a whole different world that people don't, don't know. know. Right. For a lot of people. And right. you live in Gush Etzion. I do. I wow. live in Efrat. Yeah. And I like, I, I really want, I want to be Hasbara. You know, I want to be a, a, a spokesperson for Israel and tell an people. Yeah. An advocate. I want people to come and enjoy and see the beautiful part of it. I love people coming and investing their, whatever they were going to spend on their bar mitzvah party back home. I, I love that they're investing it here in Israel. Well, you know, the economy needs it. The employment needs it. It's a great, it's a great thing. And to bring Simcha to Israel is really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. What is the chus you have? It, I'm blessed, yeah. Really amazing. Okay, so uh, you make simchas all over yeah. Israel. Can you think of one location in Israel that you call your Israel happy place? Oh gosh, Kesaria. Wow, that was The quick. port of Kesaria is magical. Yeah. It's a magical place for a simcha. It's a magical place to sit and have a cup of coffee. It's um, a real mixture of modern day today. Lots of, if you've ever, if any of the listeners have been to the port of Kesaria, it's a real um, mixture of, of modern day Israel and ancient Israel. You know, you're sitting in the ruins and you're seeing like this ancient port where there's so much history and so much went on, good and bad, wars and, and, and not. You know, there was like a flourishing era. And also like the really cool cafes and modern, um, yeah. and and like people hanging out like real Tel Aviv you know Israeli elite and tourists and a little bit of everything. It's 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 very magical for me. Okay, so everyone's listening and they're saying, "Wow, Adina sounds like an incredible person to be in touch with yeah. to make a simcha." Um, how can they be in touch with you? How can they find you? Okay, so I have a, a number that reaches me in Israel. It's a local U.S. number. That's five one six two three two eight eight nine four. Or you can reach me at Adina at A2ZEventsIsrael.com. Look at my Facebook page, Adi- um, sorry, A2Z Events Israel, or my website. Look for A2Z Events Israel. You'll find me. I'm going to tag. You'll the- find me. <laughs> it's all tagged in the post. So they'll, be, they'll be able to find you. Awesome. Um, so, Adina, much atzlacha with Thank everything you. with your business, A2Z Events Israel. And uh, Thanks, Tova. Really, this was so fun. It was really amazing. It was Thank nice. You. Okay. Back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Adina Mark of A to Z Events Israel. Uh, if you missed the interview, you could check it out at tovainisrael.com, Tova in Israel on Facebook, where she will be posting the interview, I'd say, right about now. It's probably already posted. She's always on top of it. And you could check out her Facebook page or the website, tovainisrael.com, Tova in Israel on Facebook, for plenty of wonderful content from the land of Israel, a place that we all love, tovainisrael.com, Tova in Israel on Facebook for more on that. We have more music coming up here, and then the, uh, let's see, hopefully the segment that has no name coming up towards the end of the show, and then Wednesday Live Lunch with Avrami Finkelstein starts at 11, ends at 1, and then more music 
on the network, on the stream. But for now, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nahum Siegel Network. It's so cold now, it's so dark here, what could I do, it's not very If I'm a little light, you're a little light Together we are so very bright A little light here, a little light there See the smiles, it's so very clear Shine a little light, show us the way Lead us to a brighter day Shine a little light Show us the way Lead us to a brighter day Shine a little light Show us the way Lead us to a brighter day
בית מבעד פר משיח עבד נקמן ומפטרוגן זיף ידר איינר דבנדם בית מבעד פר משיח עבד שקמן נבעד דירמיר Oh, 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 oh,
No, no, no. 
All right, and that will just about do it for today's show. Unfortunately, there is no segment with no name uh, this week. Yeah, sometimes our schedules just don't line up. It happens. We'll move on. We'll hopefully get there next week. Next week is June already, folks. It certainly has uh, felt like summer a bit. Yesterday, I think last week also we had a hot day, getting some rains. Uh, But it's June, so that means we probably have a few more live shows in with us. So hopefully we'll get that segment that has no name and a few more interviews from our usual contributors. Coming up next is the Wednesday Live Lunch with Avrami Finkelstein. That's from 11 to 1. And tomorrow on Thursday, packed, packed schedule as usual, starting with JM and AM. Going all the way through the rest of the day, whether it's, uh, you know, when, once you have all those, you have the, that, that, that quad of four shows there, then you have the live launch, then you have the throwback Thursday, the jam rewind. Thursday has really become a packed, crazy fun show and a crazy fun day. But Sunday, Sunday is the big day to celebrate Israel parade. We will be on the corner slash middle of, uh, between 64th and 65th street. On 5th Avenue for the Celebrate Israel Parade, we will be presenting it with our friends from Aleh. We'll be on air hopefully around 11 a.m. Eastern through the end of the parade. And, uh, you know, we here at the studios of NSN, we check the June 3rd, the Sunday parade weather pretty much from like the beginning of May. At least some people here in the studio do. I say, guys, we're never going to know the weather for Sunday until the, the following Monday. You know, that's the only time that meteorologists actually know what's going to happen is is the day after. Then they could correctly predict what happens. So as of now, I see rain on my app, but literally every other day it's changed from rain to nothing, from rain to nothing. So hopefully, you know, I like the 67, so hopefully we'll get that temperature just hopefully with no rain. But Sunday we will be there, rain or shine, as we say, 11 a.m. and through uh, definitely through 3, probably until around 4 or so. At Facebook Live on our Facebook page or at NahumSiegel.com. And you could listen to it on the NSN app. But if you want the video of the parade, which is uh, always fun, NahumSiegel.com or on our Facebook page, Siegel Network. That'll do it for us here on Bite Size. Coming up, as I said, Wednesday's live launch with Avrami Fingelstein. And I'd like to thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours here with me. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a fantastic day, a good day, and remind you that the Bite Size is always, always, always the right size.